I would like to introduce Pastor Craig Thai from Christ Church. This is Daniel's home church, and he's going to deliver the homily or message. Good afternoon. Our text today comes from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Hear the word of God. Let your hearts not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would have I told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And, when, and you know the way to where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we ask you to comfort us in this time of our mourning, to fill our hearts full of your joy, full of the joy of the memory of Daniel, to open our hearts to the scripture that we read, and to carry out the mission of spreading your gospel to all ends of the world. Amen. Friends and family, we gather here today to celebrate in Daniel's life and to mourn his loss. And I want to provide you an encouragement, one that I think that Daniel would have joyfully supported. And the encouragement is, let not your hearts be troubled. Now that may seem impossible, especially here today, because death has a way of troubling us all, especially when it is the death of a driven, caring, humble, generous, full of integrity, dedicated, and considerate 22-year-old. We're troubled because we know it is not supposed to be this way. This can leave us with feelings of uncertainty, feelings of the unknown. It leaves us with questions. It can leave us angry. It begs us asking why. And it's in the midst of this very trouble that we hear Jesus' words in verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And it's in this sentence that Jesus gives us three commands. He tells us not to be troubled, to believe in God, and to also believe in him. But how are we to do these things? How are we not to worry or be troubled at a time that feels like it is the most troubling of all? How are we to make sense of what seems to be senseless? How are we able to be here without troubled hearts when it feels like there was so much life left in Daniel? Well, Jesus tells us in the second and third of those commands in that verse, he tells us how he says, believe in God and believe also in him. And what it ultimately boils down to, friends, is trust. Trust, that is such a difficult concept for us to grasp at times, isn't it? Because trust implies that we have to give up control. Trust implies that there is truth. Trust implies that if we believe in the truth, that it is reliable. But there is good news. There is truth. There is something that we can put our trust in, and that is the Lord. And Daniel knew this. He knew the truth, and he had trust. He trusted in the goodness of the Lord and the promises that God has made. And you see, it is this belief in God and this trust that allows us not to be troubled despite our sadness and our mourning. But why? And ultimately, it is only because Jesus can comfort our mourning hearts. 
Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Jesus, who was fully man and fully God, he has lived our experience. He's felt our pain. He's felt our emotions. He has suffered the way that we have suffered. In fact, he suffered in one of the most painful ways possible, death on a cross. His di he died our death on the cross for our sins, and then he came back three days later. His coming back, his resurrection put death to death. And that really is good news, especially in incredible times of mourning. In our passage today, John, continuing to quote Jesus in verses 2 through 4, he says, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, what have I told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. So he tells us what he's told us is true. Otherwise, why would he teach us such a thing? But it's Thomas in the next verse that asks the question that so many of us probably would have asked. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus gives him a very direct answer in verse 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's so clear. You see, it is our belief in him that ensures us the life eternal, that no one gets to the Father, no one gets eternal life, no one goes to heaven except through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the doorway to eternal life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. It's our belief in him is which saves us and guarantees us life for eternity. And this is why Daniel would have told us not to have our hearts troubled because Daniel knew the Lord. Daniel trusted the Lord. Daniel believed in the life eternal. One of the things that has brought me so much joy this past week has been reading through the memory wall online and, and reading stories about when Daniel was little before I had ever had a chance to meet him. And they were at various ages. And one, one story mentioned Daniel standing out in the church parking lot when he was 12 in a suit, greeting everybody. I can see this happening. I can, I can see his heart Daniel's heart knew the Lord. He knew hospitality. He knew compassion. And just like everything that Daniel loved, Daniel's love for the Lord was infectious. And what made it so beautiful was that he lived his faith out externally. He lived it in every single aspect of his life. And I experienced this personally. In my other life, I serve as a FAA pilot examiner, and that's where I had the privilege of meeting Daniel and I had the privilege of flying with him on multiple occasions and issuing him some of his airman certificates. And what happens is it happens many times when I fly with people, I mention my role as a pastor and a church planter. And Daniel was so excited. I mean, he was bounding with joy. I've already planted churches. I can do anything, anything you need. I can run a soundboard. I can run slides. I can serve. I'll be a greeter. He literally listed off every single thing that he could do to support our church. He said, what do you need from me? And I said, just show up. <laughs> <laughs> but he was infectious for it. 
And, and this journey began a wonderful spiritual journey that we got to walk together, participating in a men's ministry and also our church plant. And it was a journey that I had the privilege of watching Daniel not only to grow in his career, but to grow in his faith and his love of the Lord. And I got to watch it in how he served others. Daniel trusted the Lord. He saw life as a mission field. He saw everything as a mission field. And he really saw people. He listened to them. He remembered things about them. He was invested in their life. He had a servant's heart. He was humble and giving and loving. And Daniel shared his faith in both verbal and nonverbal ways because he lived out the message of the gospel in all of his interactions. He lived out Paul's words earlier when it came to comforting others. Daniel understood our God of comfort. When any of us were hurting, Daniel knew how to reach out. He knew how to comfort and get a laugh because he comforted us in the manner in which God comforted him. And that's why he tell us today to not let our hearts be troubled. See, Daniel had no worry about what life after this world looked like. He believed and trusted in the promises of God. And as anybody knows, and it's been said many times today, he was full of energy. He literally ran everywhere that he went. I knew when he had come back from deployment because I was at McAir and I could hear him running down the hall. But one of the reasons that I believe that he had so much energy and so much excitement was because he believed in God. He believed in the promises that God has made to all of us. That's why he did everything with energy. Why he did everything at Mach 9.0 with his hair on fire. But he didn't do it recklessly. He did it with trust and faith. Trust in a God who created him in his image and trust in a God who keeps his promises. This is the very same trust that Jesus is calling us all to today. Trusting in who he is, trusting in the promises that he's made, and trusting that everything ultimately serves his glory and purpose. I know this can be hard. I know that that sentence can feel impossible, especially in the depths of mourning and suffering. But I have to ask you, where are we without that trust? Because without it, Nothing has meaning. Without God and God's promises, Daniel's death is empty and meaningless. But with God, everything has meaning. Everything has purpose. And we know this deep in our hearts, if we're being honest. We know that we are all more than the shell that we walk around in. We know that life is meaningful and life is important. That's why our hearts hurt so much. Loss hurts us because life is meaningful, but it is only meaningful if God is at the helm and he is good. Because without God, everything here is just some cosmic accident, but with God, everything has purpose and meaning. And since God is good, then Daniel's life on this earth had meaning and purpose. He had a life that was devoted to deep trust in the Lord a life that knew that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. And he had a life that was lived in deep joy. He lived in such deep joy, not only could you hear it, because you could hear it, but you could feel it. He oozed joy. 
Daniel's family shared a story with me. The Monday after his passing, they were going through old photos and videos and memories, and they came across a video that was taking place in the backyard of a house that they used to, to live in, and they had at some point poured some concrete, and they did what many parents and families do. They let the kids put their handprint in the concrete. And while they were looking at this video, they had zoomed in, and Daniel had written his name, and he had also written the verse that's been mentioned many times today, and it was Jeremiah 17, 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. There was no doubt for anybody that met Daniel that he was blessed and that he trusted in the Lord. And so my prayer for us as we leave this place, as we continue to mourn and remember Daniel, is to remember that our blessings come from the trust in the Lord, that our joy comes from the trust in the Lord. I pray for all of us that our actions and faith be as deep and moving and meaningful as Daniel's were. That we treat all of the world as a mission field, just like Daniel did. That we care for others in the way that he cared for others, in the way that God cares for us. Bringing the good news of the gospel everywhere and trusting in Jesus for eternal life. So friends, let our hearts not be troubled. And let us rejoice in the goodness of God and the joyful memories of Daniel that we will carry with us for the rest of our lives.